More roast-in reviews, Justin. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, again, it's not really roasting, but Worth Wells lives down the street from me. Good guy. But I met him through the podcast, so he actually wrote this review yep, before he ever met me. No kidding. Person, yeah. So he says, great podcast. Thank you for the inside scoop on the COD. They got City of Dunwoody. I wondered why we couldn't get a pure taqueria in Dunwoody. It's because there's no rooftop patios. Would be great on the old Philip 66 site or BK. What's Orby K? What's that? You're not paying attention at all. I'm <laughs> reading, and you're not paying any attention at all, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we can keep going. Thanks, Worth. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Welcome back to What's Up, Dunwoody. This is Matt, the realtor, Justin, the pool guy. Are you still a realtor? Yeah, still a realtor, and you're now the pool guy. So I guess I'm um, a pool guy. Here with Bob Lunston, everything Dunwoody. Just go. At times, a professional know. thorn in people's side. Is that? Uh... Uh, I have no problem being a <laughs> thorn in people's side. Yeah. To get stuff done. Um, I've always had the uh, always had the ability to piss certain people off. Yeah. Um, and I've also always had the ability that when people say something about me, ninety nine percent of the times it rolls off my back. Um, but being around here for as long as I've been around here, that's been a very good attribute to have. Once you know more than everybody, you know, like if well, you've there will people say long and, you know. there will be people out there. A lot of people out there that will say, "I think I know more than I really do." That's okay. Um, and the reality is, to me, I think I know more than most people do. Yeah, uh, I think it's just the opposite of that. Um, not because I'm exceptionally intelligent. Rutgers graduate, 1975. <laughs> plug, um, Rutgers plug. Yeah, you know, little Rutgers, you know, Scarlet Knights, doormat of the Big Ten. Um, but because I've been here so long. Yeah. I mean, I've been here when, you know, right after Ashford Dunwoody Road was widened. Um, well, remember, I re- that was Bill Murray's theory in Groundhog Day. Maybe God doesn't know everything. He's just been around long just enough. Just been around long enough. Well, <laughs> he's shoving food in his mouth. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, I really do. Um well, everybody knew you. when you walked in the end of that Brook Run Council meeting. Everybody in the room knew you, and they all said, "Hey, Bob, hey, Bob." Yeah, that's because I've I've always done something, I think, for the benefit of the city, yeah, uh, or the benefit of the community before it became a city. Um, a lot of it, at the dismay of my wife, because I've been known to walk out on Thanksgiving dinners to go to zoning meetings. Yeah, um, but she's tolerated. She's tolerated my energies and my exasperation at times. Awesome. You know what? I'm going to have somebody you have to love all of someone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and next Thanksgiving, I'm going to look for a zoning meeting to go to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get out of that. Get out well, of house. you know, the interesting thing, the, the zoning meetings since the city, since the city has been incorporated, um, I find to be very boring. Low key. I mean, boring. When I was doing zonings, both as a DHA president and working as a planning commissioner uh, in DeKalb County, we talked about rezoning perimeter. Perimeter center. I mean, there's not a building in perimeter center. The DHA, who was the vocal authority uh, in DeKalb County for anything that got rezoned in Dunwoody, First of all, we were lucky to have Gene Williams as a commissioner who was a Dunwoody resident. Then we had Elaine Boyer, who despite her problems at the end of her career, 
um, which could be the understatement of the night, I guess. <laughs> Google Elaine Boyer, <laughs> yeah. if you don't go um, too far into it. And then Google John Boyer. But, yeah. <laughs> um, she picked me as, before I became planning commissioner in District 1, I was planning commissioner for Jackie Scott, who lived down in, like, towards Decatur. And when Elaine beat Gene for the seat, I got a phone call the next day from Jackie Scott, who'd been reelected to a different type of district and said, you know, you really can't be my planning commissioner anymore. And I said, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's all right with me. And then she goes, but I'm not firing you. And I said, well, okay, so what's up? She goes, I'm going to trade you. And I said, what do you mean you're going to trade me? Didn't know you could do that. I did, yeah, I, I, we're in the contract to say you can trade me. And she said, well, Commissioner Elaine Boyer, just been elected, who lives in Stone Mountain, knows that perimeter is the hot spot in DeKalb County and District 1, and she'd like somebody from Dunwoody to be her planning commissioner. So um, I went to work for Elaine uh, as her planning commissioner. And um, because of that, I got that in my DHA affiliations. It, I, I was involved in, I guess, 90% of the rezonings in Perimeter Center. And when I got here, Lake Hearn, where the new Hyatt is and, mm-hmm. and the Summit complex is inside of 285 had just been rezoned from a residential subdivision of a couple hundred homes and was bought out. It was the big, biggest neighborhood buyout in DeKalb County. Um, so residential wasn't necessarily safe at that time. Okay. Money was flowing freely as, devel- as, de- as developers were looking for parcels to buy. Um, I was here when uh, they, the Spruill property was, I think it was Spruill, sold the property to build the, what's now the Crown, Crown Plaza at a million dollars an acre, which at that time was the largest financial deal for property outside of 285. And he was asked how much to sell your remaining 18 acres that he lived on. It was a farmhouse where Best Buy's is now. And uh, he told the, I think it was Atlanta business crowd uncle, oh, I live here. This is my homestead. I wouldn't sell this for less than, you know, less than a million five an acre. Somebody ev- had that. And everybody laughed. And the Rosewood Corporation out of Dallas, Texas, some folks that are tied to owning the Kansas City Chiefs and the big market and the silver market, big real estate. Rosewood was a big real estate developer in Dallas. Wouldn't like a year came in and bought the 18 acres from old man Spruill for $27 million. So and it was exactly a, a 1.5 million. 27 million. He put his price now on the is. table and lo and behold, he had a buyer. I think that was a plot of the Simpsons where the Germans buy the power plant. He goes, <laughs> oh, Mr. Burns would sell it for less than, and they go, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the Rosewood Corporation bought it. Ironically, they lost it a couple years later at the savings and loan crisis back in the 80s when the savings and loan banks all went belly up and and rosewood got sold for that rosewood property got sold for a couple hundred thousand dollars an acre which is why you have a best buys and a tile store you know and a shoe discount place on the most expensive preferred plot in the entire city yeah the corner of hammond drive and ashford dunwoody road in 285 yeah that's pretty amazing that, that it happened that way but the building of the hotels, the building of the office buildings, um, and all that type of stuff. As a planning commissioner, I knew what DeKalb County was going to do. I knew what the commissioners were going to do. And Elaine Boyer's vote was important. Gene Williams' vote was important. 
But at that time, the overwhelming votes on the Board of Commissioners were develop it, get the tax base. We want the money. So it was virtually nothing they were going to turn down, which is where the DAJ came into play as a major consulting group for Commissioner Boyer. If the DHA, if somebody, if the developer went in front of the Board of Commissioners in DeKalb County back in the early 80s, in the late 80s and early 90s, without going to the Dunwoody Homeowner Association beforehand about a property in Dunwoody, the item was automatically deferred. With yeah. the instruction was talk to the DHA. That's still kind of how it is, too, right? I mean, well, now DHA in the last is couple, powerful. You know, now, in the last couple of years, the council has, and the mayor and the council have made it clear that they don't like the DHA stepping their, step their toes into their pond. Mm. Okay. And because I they think they really have no authority. They I have mean, no just, legal authority. Yeah, it's like if I just mm. made a group with Matt and was like, we're the Dunwoody. I don't but know. the DHA also represents 1,100 to 1,500 households. Right in the city and the DHA meet and the DHA has meetings that are open and advertised to the public and anybody can ask questions. The developer comes and presents, he gets questioned by the DHA, the meeting is open to the audience and the audience can ask questions and when there's a hot zoning back in the day, the place would be packed with and neighbors. The city council gets a lot out of that too. I mean, they, the they city get to council hear should get more yeah. out of it. Yeah. Because I think the problem, and again, this is where my know-it-all knowledge comes in, is I think the mistake that's being made is that the city council and some residents feel that the DHA is an extra step, this quasi-governmental group. It's not quasi-governmental. It's never claimed to be quasi-governmental. It's always been a neighborhood group to speak and provide the platforms for these developers and neighbors to confront each other, and a lot of times they are confrontations, the, D the city should listen to the DHA simply as a recommending source. The DHA has met with this developer five times, right. with the neighbors four or five times, and this is what the DHA recommendation is. In fact, the DHA has gone as far as to sign an agreement of support for a project, if the following list of conditions are met. That is kind of funny for an organization that has no authority. But we sign contracts, sign agreements outside of the zoning law, outside of the zoning code. So the city doesn't enforce those unless the city adopts those and the developer agrees to adopt those. But what it's done, Dunwoody, Dunwoody Hall, I think it is, the white, the white uh, strip mall uh, on, that, on Chambly Dunwoody Road for 20 years. The DHA controlled the setbacks from the neighbors to the back, what kind of buildings could be built in the front, what the signage would be, not because DeKalb County let us do it. It's because we sat down with a developer and said, if you want our approval to go in front of the county and said, yes, I have met with the DHA, and yes, I've reached an agreement with the DHA, and I agree to the following conditions, that became the base of conditions that the county commissioners then could add to if they wanted. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was, a, it was a very proactive, very effective way to get changes and things done that you legally really can't get yeah. under the zoning code. Yeah. That was before the city. And so I guess when the city but incorporated the it kind of... Yeah, but the same logic can apply to the city. Yeah. Okay. Um, the city at times has taken the thing as we don't give a rat what the DHA says. We're the governing authority. Yeah. We're going to make the final decision. We don't care if there's an agreement with the DHA because we're making this. Okay, 
then disregard what they've done, disregard what they can do. All it would take would be one councilman to sit back and say, have you met with the Dunwoody Homeowners Association? Have you been to a public meeting with the DHA to have this fully vetted, to have conversation? Because if you've been to the council meetings, you get three minutes to talk. Right. I mean, it's, this is not, and there's not a great question and answer it's period. It's not back and forth at all. At all, yeah. you know. So the DHA still, I think, brings something very valid and neglected now by the city council to the table. Uh, and I wish they'd fix that. Yeah. But I'm not in the DHA anymore. You've made it the power that it is, though. Well, no. I I, I couldn't give. There have been a lot of presidents before and after me. Yeah. A lot of Bill Grossman is, is the zoning guy now. I mean, and he knows what he's He's the guy responsible for the food trucks down at Brook Run. Uh, is very good at what he does. Uh, Adrian Duncan, the current president, she and I may disagree on some basic issues. We're like oil and water on some things. But she's a very good, strong leader of the DHA. It does seem like and And the key for me has always been you and I may disagree, okay? But just because we disagree doesn't mean you're stupid and I'm, I'm, I'm obnoxious. I can be obnoxious with out being right all the time well I, that's it's funny that's why you're here because the the village overlay code we've you know we've heard from you know so many people saying just change it just change it just change it and then on some of our groups you've chimed in and it seemed like you you know something that we don't know well i, I think it again it goes not because i know more it's because i just know more history yeah um well tell us it, the history of the overlay code and why why it was needed well back you, then. you have to remember Back when perimeter was being zoned, the battle line, the battle line of where how far north up Ashford Dunwoody Road perimeter would come was Meadow Lane, okay, where the Sproul Arts Center is now, right? Okay, and Ashford Dunwoody, and it didn't always used to be there. It used to be it used to be a couple blocks north, and they actually tore it down and moved it to to, to over to Meadow Lane, and the Cab County Board of Commissioners, in their wisdom big quotes, decided to allow commercial development and office development to go past Meadow Lane over the objection, strenuous objection, Mm -hmm. of the Dunwoody Homeowner Association, over filing of legal lawsuits against the developers. I think I was involved in six or seven lawsuits against developers to stop the encroachment up Ashford Dunwoody Road. The current building where City Hall is right now was built by a guy by the name of Wayne Robinson. And Wayne built that office building, the shopping center where Wings and Chili's is, and the apartment complex to the back. I forgot what that's called now, but been named a couple of things. And he actually sold to the Cab County Board of Commissioners that these three distinct zonings and three distinct properties that are not connected in any way whatsoever were the wave of the future because they presented mixed-use development in Dunwoody. Nothing more absurd in the world than what <laughs> Wayne was proposing. And we took Wayne to court. We never won a lawsuit. <laughs> we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in, 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 in court hiring lawyers. And one of the lawyers that worked for us, a girl by the name, a girl by the name of Kathy Zickert, who's now one of the leading zoning attorneys for developers in the state or in the southeast. She was a DHA lawyer. Okay, that I hired to come on. But what it did do is it gave the DHA teeth. Right, yeah. A developer knew he could not come in and say, I want it, I'm going to get it, 
because he was going to pay for it. Have to go through you guys. He was going to go through us, and if we don't like what you're doing, we're going to take you to court. Now he may have deeper pockets than the DHA, but time is money, and if we cost him three, two months, three months of time waiting for a court to take this case. All of a sudden, they don't want to deal with court actions. Right. They want to get a zoning get it done with. All of a sudden, the DHA had some leveraging power because of our past history. We were concerned at that time that the Ashford Dunwoody development was going to continue all the way up to Mount Vernon. Make the turn on Mount Vernon, which is a very busy road. Take a look at it in Roswell, I mean, uh, coming out of Sandy Springs, and was going to encroach. Head towards the neighborhood. And that neighborhood, and I lived right down the street off of Womack from there. Um, and turn that into a major commercial node. That just wasn't in the cards. So a developer back then, I think it was Jim Cowart, came in and built Dunwoody Village. And he built Dunwoody Village with a plan. And the plan was to have a circular road that went all the way around, commercial properties in the middle, commercial properties on the side, but a, pri- you know, a public road that went around in a circle. He never finished the public road, so the road stops right Right behind the, uh, uh, right behind where that hidden bank is, the one that sunk halfway in the ground. Then there started to become questions about the architecture and the style and the neighborhood feeling of Dunwoody Village. Back, that started back in the 70s, but this is now the 80s. Mm. And the DHA came up with the idea, a good one, was let's create a Dunwoody Village overlay district. Let's put some additional restrictions into the zoning code in DeKalb County that would restrict the developer of what he could actually build there. So we wouldn't have high-rise, two, three, four-story buildings because we're all living in fear of Perimeter Center. Yeah. What we've seen you going on there. You live right next to that. Okay. So there was a, a purpose to it that the village was built, which secured the village to be a neighborhood shopping. It could... It, it secured the north, the south side of Mount Vernon, where that strip of office condos are. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Grant's office is in there. That was restricted. That backed up to single-family homes. Dunwoody Hall, or yeah, yeah Dunwoody Hall, um, was restricted, and the buffers were set by the DHA, and it served the purpose. We never had a developer from anybody come in to the village and say, I want to take down that gas station and I want to put up a three-story building yeah. with... It's never happened. It was known that you didn't tread on. And in fact, if I'm not wrong, the Dunwoody Village Overlay District was one of the first overlay districts in all of DeKalb County. And now they're all over the place yeah. because of the restrictions that were held up, held up legally uh, to apply. Because it worked. It worked. Still working. So, so, yeah, still working. so the question, I got a phone call and I forgot who it was from. Same night the city was having their meeting about the parks, which I really wanted to go to because I had never been to the new city That's hall. That's where I was. I wanted to be at your meeting yeah. too. But. You know, <laughs> so I, and so, but the zoning was more interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went over to the back of Marla's and the, and the pretty good crowd, 20, 25 people. And the two developers standing behind it. And I recognized a couple reporters in the room and, you know, and I walked in and Adrian was there and I look at this drawing on the on the table and I see this building, which looks like it could be on Peachtree Industrial in Chambly. Not a bad looking building. And I said, well, where is that going to go? And they said, well, it's going to go where the gas station was, the car wash. And 
Next the, to Panera. Yeah. Okay. Where the pe- and it was originally going to be zoned for a pizza place. Mm. Rise, Rise, which I think went yeah. out of business. Just what we need, more pizza. Yeah. 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 So there's no crying over Rise. But <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the building and I said, well, how are you going to do this? And I said, we're going to use the special land use permit process. And I said, you can't. And the developer looked at me and a couple of people looked at me. And uh, I think Max was there. Max Lehman was there and his wife and... Uh, and the guy developer looked at me and said, well, why not? I said, because what you're doing is you're changing the basic tenant of the cab ca- of the city of Dunwoody Code, the Dunwoody Village Overlay District. You're allowing the architecture to be changed. And the response I got from the developer was, well, we talked to city staff. Ah, we got that covered. We talked to staff. Staff said we can make all these changes under the slup because we got our first building approved by a slup special land use permit. Well, that's not the way the game works. Special land use permits are about using uses in a piece of property that's currently zoned for that use, but the governing authority has decided it needs a little bit more control to make sure you don't end up with a, maybe a legally conforming use, but something that's out of control. Mm. And there's land use slops all over the county, everywhere, truck stops and all that. Gas stations are legal. But you need a slup to build a truck stop on I-20. slightly different. Okay, well, it's much bigger. It's much different, much different animal. And the response I got was, no, it's in the code that you can use a slup. In fact, I talked to Terry Nall about it. That you can use a slup to change sidewalk widths, the tree planting, the, the architecture. But the architecture is talking about the windows and the overhangs and the eaves and what size brick all the architectural things that go into a, quote, Williamsburg building. Right. Um, and I said, no, that, that's, that's wrong. I don't know where you got it from. And if you got it from a city official, they're wrong. Okay, they may be doing this quickly to try to get something built on that corner. And they may say you to do it that way. And if you, they approve it, then, hey, good for you. I'm telling you right now, it's illegal. You yeah. can't do it. Um, now, if anybody around here has the cojones to challenge that like we did in my day that's a different story but unless somebody legally challenges it 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 would go through yeah um and if you look at the code you can find that in the code under the dunwoody village overlay district and architecture and it says right the very last thing any of these things can be changed via the slup process it doesn't say you can change the code versus the slup process you can change these five or six things that could be the that could be a basis of a lawsuit now I want to read the code. Read the code. I mean, I'll send you. I'll, I'll go online. I'll send you the. I'll yeah. send you the Muni code to see it because Terry Nall pointed me to it, yeah. and I read it and I wrote Terry back and I said that's that's wrong. Your interpretation of this is wrong. Yeah. Well, listening to the meetings, it seems like City Council is kind of down for changing the actual code, though. Is that? And that's fine. That's what I that's said. The I mean, I, way I, of doing I, it. I, I wrote in. I wrote either on your piece or I wrote in the in the crier that. If you want to change the... And I told Hayward the same thing. Hayward mm-hmm. Westcott. I told him exactly the same thing. Okay. If you want to change the village overlay, don't demean what it did. Yeah. And that's what Hayward sometimes does. We should get rid of the silly code and allow a rooftop bar. And that's kind well, of what we've done, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> it is nice to know the actual laws. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... And I get it. I mean, look at look at the rooftop bar down down on uh, Johnson's Ferry in, in Brookhaven. I forgot the name it's of it. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a nice... 
It's also empty at 11 o'clock. They don't make good food either, so okay, that's, well, that's their problem. But that's key to the, that's the key to this stuff. Right. It's not the architecture. Okay, it's how good the service is, how good the restaurant is, Choosing how good the, the right bars is, okay, yeah. how good the bar is, and that type of stuff that make a place successful, not the fact that it's in a Williamsburg-looking structure, okay? When I hear a developer say, well, I got a guy in the hook, but he doesn't want to live in Williamsburg, he wants to build a new building, I said, but you had a guy on the hook yeah. who wanted to move into that type well, of building. Well, Rise would have completely changed the building and then went no, out of no, business Rise had it. That building where Rise was going to be was set by the slough. It oh, had to really? look a certain way. Okay, yet they were going to sign the lease. To, they were going to move in if they hadn't gone belly up. Yeah. So the idea that I got to get this change, otherwise I won't get anybody in it, is silly. I've heard that for 30 years. Yeah. Okay, there's always somebody who's looking to be in it. But the, what I wrote in a couple of people's, maybe yours, I know in the crier, I know to Haywood, is if you want to change the code, change the code. I'm 65 years old. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I really don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am past that. What I dislike intensely is it's getting pe- pushed through, it, and people who come in who think they know what they're doing push things through for the ex- just to be expedient to get something built and get something on the site rather than an empty lot. And I said that's fine, but if once you do it for this Mexican restaurant, like we need another Mexican restaurant, maybe one more, maybe one more. <laughs> if you do it for them. Then you've bastardized the code. There's, There's going to be can't, a long line of You can't stop anybody. Yeah. Because the guy across the street who's in that old bank building that wants to do something, because I want to I tear it down. I want to build a new building just like he did. Yeah. Well, you can't treat guy A different from guy B. It's equal, equal treatment under the code and under the law. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of lawsuits lost for that reason because they try to impose something on you that they didn't impose on me. Okay. goes out the window. So if you want to change the code, change the code go through the process of changing the code not because Hayward writes every, to everybody that he wants a double deck bar <laughs> and not because you guys on your blog on your on your blog or website say you'd like to have a change to get a double get a rooftop bar yeah okay but go through the process and get it changed legally and logically because if you wipe it out just wipe it out get rid of it okay it's get real messy real fast Welcome well, to Las Vegas. Well, but in the two things don't actually have to be mutually exclusive either. I mean, I, or actually, does the code say it has to be pointed up at the top? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then no never mind. Yeah. yeah. The architecture. It's <laughs> as far always as rooftop a, bars. Yes. There's no, no There's no rooftop <laughs> bars. I mean, it can't be two stories. I mean, and I've had arguments and conversations with developers, good big zoning attorneys, who say we can't build a two-story office building in Williamsburg. Yeah. Okay. Well, the fact of the matter is you can because I worked on one on Dunwoody Village Parkway for 10 years. It looks different, but you can still get the gist of it. It's, you take those conditions away, which is fine, unless you put something in its place to control it, then you have what maybe some people want is free market. Yeah. The village develops as the village. Whatever I, the village becomes, it becomes. I've also heard a lot of people say that the village should stay the village because there's plenty of other spaces in Dunwoody that could be free range. You know, like yeah. the Dunwoody Green could have, you know, six rooftop bars. And, yeah. you know, well, it's the might... same developer who's doing that corner Correct, is doing. Yeah. The, and I asked him. He goes, "Yeah, we plan five or six restaurants." I said, "We've reached much? out to them. I'd really like to have them." I on. said, "I said, how much space do you have?" It's not that big of a lot. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're going to build a restaurant. You're not building. You're not building Disney World Orlando on that little acres with the choice of restaurants there. So it's 
They're planning they on it. having park space there. And yeah, and, and, and they need too, it, and they so. should have it. But the village can still be changed. Yeah. It's just that it has to be changed with some forethought and understanding of what the mm-hmm. consequences are if you change it. And if you change it and bastardize the code, the drawbridge comes down, everybody comes in, and you can't stop it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm also not convinced, because I've read... I read Facebook all the time, and I read—I mean, I read you guys all the time. Uh, I read Hayward's comments all the time. I'm not convinced there's an overwhelming desire to necessarily change the village, okay, in a major fashion. And I'm not convinced that the village is a big, as big a failure as people make it out to be. It's full, okay. And that, you know, one of the reasons the city is not going to tear down the apartments on Peachtree Industrial Boulevard is because they're full and they're making money and it's economically not the correct thing to do to tear those down. Whole Foods or whatever the, is Whole Foods up there? Mm. Fresh Market, Fresh Market. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, in the village. Seems to have a pretty good clientele and a pretty good, Walgreens and CVS both would not have built in the overlay district unless they had a marketing plan and some data that showed it could support it. Um, and most of the restaurant, most of the buildings around there are occupied. Yeah. So it may not be occupied with the type of mm-hmm. service and, that you want, but if I'm the owner of the property and I'm full and I'm leased, no reason to change. I don't care if you don't like it. Yeah. You may not like it, but your neighbor's going there yeah. to make it work. So the mix is a, is a very tough thing for people who aren't in the business to understand what works and what doesn't work. And it's very easy to sit back, and I love Hayward to death, I've known him forever. But it's very very easy for Hayward to say, build pure, that's the name of the bar in Brookhaven. Yeah. Build pure on the corner where that bank is now. And that's the, you know, the panacea, that will fix everything. Oh. If the food sucks and the drinks suck, nobody's gonna go to that pure any more than they go to the pure in Brookhaven. And then the building's stuck looking like that, too. And when they look empty, then they really suck. And then they stand out like a sore thumb. Right. You know, so that's that's the big... I think that's what caught a lot of people off guard when I showed up to a meeting for the first time in about six or seven months that I showed up to a zoning meeting and I walked in immediately and said, no way. Yeah. Can't be done. And here's why it can't be done. And I made light of the city attorneys and I made light of the city planning group. I talked to the, the new economic developer and I told, I told him about it. I said, here's why. You know, his comments to me was, you and I have to get together after this, sometime during the week. Let's go out and have lunch. Or go out, we'll, we'll go out and we'll talk because I'd like to get your perspective on things. Sure. Am I going to be the guy that sues no. if they do it? No. <laughs> no. no. That's no your job. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's the 30-plus crowd, the 20-plus crowd well, that's moving into Dunwoody. Dunwoody. The, the okay? DHA is 0 for 6. I mean, we got to win one every <laughs> once in a while, right? <laughs> I don't, and I told Adrian this, I don't think the DHA would sue. And because I don't think... Not with their record. The, no, but you missed the point. Their record may have been 0-6, but the ultimate win was it gave the DHA teeth. Right, yeah. And it gave the, THA, the DHA leverage. This is when I break the show in half because Bob's a little long-winded. Um, I really enjoyed this interview. I hope you guys are enjoying listening to this interview. Uh, There's a little bit of background noise because we were in Justin's backyard and the crazy kids of Georgetown were having a screaming fight. Then as it progressed into the night, you hear a little bit of cricket sounds, which I guess adds to the ambiance of the show. 
Anyway, hit that subscribe button so you get the second half as soon as it comes out. Uh, Farmer Bob will tell us what he really thinks of us. And he'll tell you about the way that he thinks Terry Nall should be handling the EMS situation. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got any real estate needs, call me 404-502-8683 or check me out at dogwoodteam.com. And if you want to have a better billing back end for your neighborhood pool, perhaps you're a board member, get in touch with me, Justin. The website is w. Now you got me doing it. Pooldoos.com. Dot com.